The following podcast may contain content that is not suitable for all ages or sensitive ears. Please be responsible. Thank you, and donkey. Hello, Save Them family. This is Landon here, and just wanted to share a quick podcast with you today uh, to talk about the 16th of December, and as we celebrate our seventh anniversary of our first rescue. And the 16th of December is a unique and important day uh, in South Africa, and it just so happened to tie up with our first rescue as we kicked off the Save the Ministry. So, um, you ask, what's the 16th of December? Why is it unique? Well, that is the Day of the Vow, and the Day of the Vow is a day in South Africa where um, especially the Afrikaans nation uh, remembers that um, way back when, when the Fortrackers, the settlers, when they were settling South Africa and being pushed out of the Cape and all of this, um, they got into a battle called the Battle of Blood River with the Zulu tribe. And in that day, there were 400 Afrikaans settlers, and they circled their wagons, and they got on their knees, and they prayed to the Lord, and they asked the Lord to please, 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 uh, that, that he would save them and rescue them uh, from the situation and 400 settlers then engaged with 20,000 Zulu warriors. And at the end of it all, the African settlers had survived and the Zulu tribe was undone. Okay, well, uh, regardless of your perspective on uh, colonial or tribes or anything like that, it doesn't really matter in this instance. The point is, is that whenever we as people put our, our faith in the Lord and we pray and put our lives in his hands and he works to his glory, well then us recognizing that and reflecting and honoring that is incumbent upon us, right? So in this day, um, on the 16th of December, we want to remember our first rescue. And it's amazing because I remember that day, just like it was yesterday, we we did not have everything ready. We were a couple months out from having our safe house completely uh, up and running. And the, the alarms went off and we had to conduct a rescue uh, to get our, our first rescue done. And um, so we said, okay, fine. Uh, we're going to put our faith in the Lord and we're going to just do it. So we mounted up and we got our convoy going and we got our different uh, rescue routes and all that situated and then uh, made it happen. So we, we swept a young lady off the streets, got her to safety, and she began uh, coming into our care um, for the first of many times. <laughs> um, and uh, that's been a journey with her. And, and as anybody who's involved in this will know, it th- this is not a perfect thing. If, if, you're, if you're looking for something perfect and if you're looking something for something ideal that matches all of your uh, expectations and sensitivities. Uh, this is not what this is. This is um, when you when you really reach out to help the lost and broken and destroyed of this world, and you go into dark places. You're going to encounter things that you're not comfortable with. Uh, you're going to encounter things that you don't know what you're seeing. Um, what we can't do is we can't run away from it. We have to take it head on, and we have to deal with it. Right. So we just put our faith in the Lord that day and. I said, okay, Lord, it's in your hands, and we, we jumped right in. Um, you know, this this poor girl, It's it's been seven years now. She's come in and out of different things. It's been a roller coaster ride. Um, she currently just got uh, released from a different, uh, difficult situation, 
Um, and actually, on this Chaluf Dadach um, weekend in 2022, uh, we are going to reunite her with her mother, who she has not seen in years, 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 I mean years. And um, we're really, really thankful that that's going to happen. And, you know, it's, it's been quite the rough journey, um, but it's been a blessing. And I think what's important is that, you know, when we, when we put our faith in the Lord and we kind of take the chaluf the dach approach, <laughs> it's, it's, it's saying you're our only solution, Lord. We don't make it out of here without you. And um, he always provides. He always provides. He always comes through. And, you know, sometimes he, he even works miracles. Um, and, and I don't use that word lightly. I think the word miracle has been overdone. You know, everything's a miracle. Well, actually, it's not. Uh, everything's not a miracle. And we shouldn't put God in that box. Um, that just because there are things that happen in our world which seem surprising to us or unexpected, um, that, you know, we, we think, oh, that must be a miracle. Well, no, it could just be a function of our lack of understanding. Um, that we didn't understand, you know, the, I don't know, the way that a certain medication works and, and heals the body doesn't make it a miracle. It means that the medication works. Um, and now the blessing is that the Lord helped us understand how to make the medication to heal. Um, that's a blessing, um, but it's not a miracle. A miracle is when God intervenes in time and space and changes the trajectory of a situation to his glory in a way that only he can do. And it's supernatural intervention. So, um, you know, we, we've had multiple, <laughs> multiple victims come through our, our safe house and, uh, our program over the years. And it, it is time and again, it, it's so hilarious. We, we go into the doctor's office and, uh, there's a checkup, you know, a couple months in, um, especially after the ladies have started work, walking with the Lord, it, it's almost like, I don't know, um, expected. I, I don't know. Uh, so, uh, you go in and the doctors say, Oh man, this is like nothing we've ever seen, man. All of your disease profile is clear. Like your syphilis is gone. Your HIV is gone. What on earth? We, we're, <laughs> we've never seen anything like this. Meanwhile, they've seen a lot of stuff like this with all the other residents of our program. <laughs> um, but those are actually miracles. That's actually when the Lord intervened supernaturally to undo a situation. Um, there were no treatments going on. There was nothing other than um, the Lord healed them. And, and that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. And um, that, is, um, that is unexpected, right? That's the Lord intervening in in time and space. And so we're, we're thankful, thankful for that. So anyways, on our Chaluf uh, anniversary day, 2022, we remember seven years of putting our faith in the Lord, uh, walking with him and watching him do great things. Uh, and, and having patience and the wherewithal to persevere through some pretty difficult times um, understanding that the Lord's picture is bigger than ours and we can't always see what's going on. You know, we, we only see what's right in front of us and we have to be faithful and obedient to do the best we can. Um, but we know that with our walk with the Lord, that he will see us through. Um, and you know, it's, it's not for us to really determine a lot of times, uh, what direction that goes. You know, there, there definitely, uh, times where we've gone exactly what we thought was the right direction and the thing just blows up. 
Um, and we realized, man, we were doing that all in our own power and the Lord had a different plan. And, um, and we have to humble ourselves and, and just kind of acquiesce or, you know, just recognize that his ways are different than our ways and they're always better, always. Uh, so there's a lot of humility in this work. Um, you know, it's, it's easy for people who stand outside, uh, the fight to have a lot to say. Um, or to be hypercritical of the things that go on. You know, everybody always has a, a new idea or the better way to do things. Or if only, you know, they always have something to say about us, that if, if only we saw things differently or only if we did things differently, that, man, uh, we would be better and all of this. Um, and oftentimes, sure, like we we love to learn, right? So that's not what I'm saying. Uh, we definitely want to learn how to be better. The point is, is that... Um, when, when you when you don't really understand the ins and outs of what's going on, you you don't know. You don't know. So um, what I I do get a lot of emails to the website or uh, or a contact form for the website, and people ask, "How do I get involved? What do I do?" Um, you know that there's there's an instinct to want to jump on board with us specifically, our team. Um, but what what I often tell people is the best way you can get involved is to get involved with the, the counter-trafficking fight locally in your neighborhood, where you are. Like Find people who are working in the space already, whether it's a church or a, a nonprofit or something, and see what's going on. Or just talk to people. You know, when, when you see a homeless uh, street kid who's like 16 years old sitting on the street next to a 7-Eleven, and your gut, your intuition tells you that's not right. That's not normal. Go talk to him. Just, just go talk to him. See what's going on. You know, when, when you see that girl walking by herself and you're like, that girl can't be 14, 15 years old. And it's, it's midnight and I'm driving through downtown and this is bizarre. You know, have courage. Have a conversation. Just say, hey, are, are you okay? I just want to make sure you're okay. Um, you know, um, and you know what, you'd be surprised the number of times that, uh, you know, either they'll say, yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm just walking to my apartment or something. You'll say, okay, cool. Have a great night. No big deal. Don't be scared of that. Uh, but you know what? Sometimes they say, I'm, I'm trying to get away. I'm on the run. Can you help me? And that's when you say, hop in the car, let's go. And you drive to the nearest police precinct and you, you get her to safety um, or what, whatever your network is. But all of that is, can happen locally and it happens every day. So be the solution, but be the solution locally where you are. Trafficking happens in your backyard, whether you know it or not. Okay. And it happens in many different ways through family trafficking, through um, organized crime trafficking, through the trafficking of children via occult networks, which are like, um, Basically, they they move kids around um, to support their own their own I don't know their own needs. Um, they're so disgusting, um, but it happens. Okay, it happens everywhere, and uh, don't kid yourself. You don't you don't live in Pleasantville. You you don't live in some kind of utopia. Um, everything's happening. You know, I I used to live in a place. Um, not too far from DC. And, you know, a lot of people, they live there, they, they think that 
it's some kind of utopia. They think it's some kind of great place where um, bad things don't happen. And, and, and let me tell you something. I used to think that too. I thought it was the perfect little place to live. I mean, the flowers were beautiful. The neighborhoods were great and everything. And then I remember the one day that it hit the newswire that there were these um, massage parlors in our town that were trafficking women. I think they were Thai women um, or Vietnamese, one or the other, um, in our town, in our town. I, I was, this is before I got into the trafficking thing. And, and I remember hearing that and I just thought, man, I didn't see that coming. I did not see that coming at all. And, but, you know, once I know that, I'm not going to unknow it, right? So for anybody out there, when, when you catch a whiff of something, let's do something about it. Let's not just sit around and um, claim, you know, other people's work or uh, say, well, you know, I give to some big organization who has people all over the world. And, and that's my that that's the extent of my contribution. Look, <coughs> excuse me. Um, it is very important to financially support counter trafficking work. Get involved there. That's very important. Um, counter trafficking work does not help does not happen without financial backing uh, from the greater population. End of story. Um, there are no not enough grants to go around uh, that would keep the counter trafficking crowds going um, very long at all without the support of the population. So that's 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 true. Um, but man, be the solution locally. You can be an intelligence agent in your neighborhood. When you see something odd, when you see an adult man and a, a little kid walk in in a random place at a random time, you're like, that's not right. Your gut tells you. And, and this is where, as Christians, we have to rely on the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit is prompting you and saying, pay attention, then guess what? You need to pay attention. And you need to make a call to your local police precinct, and they need to do a check on that situation. It's called a well visit. There is nothing wrong with conducting a well visit, okay? Um, if you were concerned for a sick grandmother and you hadn't heard from her and you were out of town, you would ask somebody to go conduct a well visit to make sure that she's okay. This is the same thing. If there's a child at risk, it is incumbent upon you to conduct a well visit, for you to alert the authorities to please conduct a well visit on potential trafficking situation. They're required to do that. And you are the intelligence network to make that happen. So I know I've kind of got on to a tangent here on our Chluf to Dach, uh, anniversary episode. Um, but I did want to touch on that. I get that question all the time. How do I get involved? Well, here's, the, here's the answer. Get involved locally. Do it. Start, start talking to your people at church. Talk to your, your, group, your youth group or your, your Bible study group or, or people you work with, whatever man, there's this issue in our neighborhood. Let's find out more about it. Let's do something about it and let's undo it. Man, you shine light in the darkness. Darkness cannot hide in the light. It can't. And so anyways, that's, that's my little, little tirade today about local involvement. Um, but thank you for listening. I really do appreciate you uh, tuning into the Save Them podcast. I remember our, our website is savethem.org. And uh, as we head into this end of year, um, please consider Save Them. Uh, I know when I was in the business world, uh, making way more money than I was um, 
uh, probably deserving of. Um, I always got an end of year bonus, uh, which was a ridiculous amount of money. And one of my favorite things to do every year was to take that bonus and to tithe on it. And the way that we as a family would tithe on our bonus is that we would um, give a portion to our local church, and then we would also uh, break up a, a big chunk of it and give it to ministries, uh, nonprofits, ministries, things that we were wanting to support. And uh, I think that's really cool. It's just something that we did. Um, we still try to do it, but we're basically uh, below poverty line. So <laughs> it's not really something that we can affect a lot of change on these days. Um, but we still try to do it where we can. Um, but yeah, to all of you who are looking at end of your bonuses and you're saying, what do I do with this? Well, please consider save them. Uh, we definitely, we send everything to the field and uh, it helps fund our, our rescues and our safe houses. And um, I think at one point I mentioned we don't issue any stipends. That's not true. We do issue a small stipend to our house mother um, and a couple of our team members in South Africa um, just to help them cover some costs. They're basically missionaries. They raise their own funding, but we also try to contribute a little bit because uh, they have costs. Um, you know, you have a sick family member and you got to take a plane flight across the country. Where's that money going to come from? Uh, so we, we try to help them out a little bit with that. Um, so I just want to clarify that. I, I don't ever want to tell an untruth. <laughs> so, all right. Hey, peace be to you all. Um, we're, we got some really cool uh, testimonies coming up uh, that we're going to be releasing into the podcast stream. And I'm excited to do that. Uh, these are folks who have been laboring diligently uh, throughout the years with us. And uh, you're going to get to hear from them and you're going to get to hear about their heart for this fight. And I, I know you, you probably get tired of my voice all the time here. Uh, so we're going to mix it up. And uh, I, I really looking for, looking, I'm looking forward to the next season of being able to share all that with you. Uh, so as we, as we proceed towards Chalotadach 2023, um, we're going to be well-armed. We're going to be getting you the good news. And um, please help us spread the good word. All right. You all take care. And uh, this is Landon out. Cheers.